Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I know I have taken a break. Now, listen, I don't usually take breaks from podcasting. I just don't. Typically, I'm one of those people who I have more episodes of The Awakened Soul than weeks The Awakened Soul has been around. Now, granted, I said I was going to take some time out after the creative was released, and I didn't do that. I was supposed to take the next two weeks after the creative came out to myself and i said i was gonna take the two weeks around christmas and new year's to myself didn't do it i'm back now oh for any first time listeners by the way i'm your host ceo hayes this is the awaken soul podcast and this is your first time tuning in to us this is a podcast where we like to get deeper cut into the topics and talk about things on a like i said a much deeper level we like to to create content here that is deep and that's part of what we do but nonetheless outside of that glad i set that up I apologize that I left you guys without a dope pod to step to for so long, but we're going to hop right back into it. We got no guests this week. Uh, We are going to be picking up off some of the themes that were said in the last episode with me and Maddie Pace. So we got that going on. Um, Can't wait to bring you guys that. But so that's what we have going on here. Uh, We do have the In the Mind of Hay segment. Uh, So we'll go ahead and get into that right after our intro music, which is about to start now. The following is a Breaks Media Podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to my dark and twisted, crazy ass mind. This is the one and only CEO Hayes. After a break, and we're back. Uh, I really did miss you guys. I'm not gonna lie. I, I missed the hell out of you guys taking uh, the last little bit of time off to really kind of focus, reset, prepare for what the year was ahead. Um, you know, we closed last year. We started this year, depending on what you want to look at it. At uh, the last episode, it was recorded before the new year, released at midnight of the new year, kicking in. Um, we really wanted to start it off with, uh, you know, helping you guys reset. I went through a pandemic. It's been a stressful year for everyone. And so that that's what the episode was was meaning to do. And afterwards, after like I had like a plan to sit down and record another episode. But I remember like everything that we talked about in that episode, like renewing, uh, refocusing. That's all stuff that I said that I wanted to do after the creative was uh, release and for me like the creative was a culmination of the three years that I've been a creative 
that there was a combination of all those things, everything that I learned from audio to video uh, to production, everything was all kind of wrapped in on that. And I wanted to take some time after that to really kind of not not necessarily refocus because I think I'm a very focused person, but to kind of reset, to set the stage for what was going to come in 2021. And I realized I never did that. I went right back in. We had uh, two episodes, actually, the week that the creative was released. Um, and then we just went through towards the end of the year as normal. And so with all this happening, I really wanted to take some time out and uh, to just for my family uh, to, like I said, refocus, um, reset and just do everything, uh, you know, and, and we needed it. Uh, the family needed it. I needed it. I'm about to record our film, I should say, my second short film. Um, and so I really just needed some time away. Now, over that time, still gave you the Breaks Radio, uh, still gave you uh, the film frequency. So, the, you know, I was not like I wasn't producing content, but it's different when I'm when I'm doing those other shows because there are other people on those shows with me. So it really helps me, you know, not shoulder the load all on my own and and, and everything. And, and it's more fun because it's more collaborative. Um, and that's not to say the Awakening Soul isn't fun because it's fun as hell. I wouldn't have been doing this at the level that I have for three years if it wasn't fun for me. But it's just a different energy when you bring other people in and it's a show that you produce that's a culmination of visions. Um, so, yeah, that it was just it's an amazing that was an amazing time. So I wasn't going to take away from that at all. Um, but take stepping out of that. You know, it's, it's just it's good to come back. Like I said, I missed you guys like hell. Like you have no idea. Anytime I don't do the the Awakening Soul has become such a major part of my life. Uh, the three and basically half years I've been doing it at this point. Um, it's it, when I don't do it, like something just feels off. But again, I needed that time to reset because we're going to have a very busy year uh, doing uh, my second short film, as I said, uh, I'm working on some other projects with uh, creators that I work with, with Yum, um, uh, Mary over there. And just in general, like I'm, I'm doing more commercial projects, trying to do more photo shoots for my photography co company. So there's just a lot of things that I'm generally working on that. 2021 is going to be my biggest year as a creative yet just because of those things. Um, got film festivals. Uh, for anyone who follows me on Twitter knows, our social media period knows that uh, the creative got picked up by by a couple of short film festivals. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's it's been a very this second half, well, really the last month of last year and going into this year has been very busy with like the other things uh, that I have going on and creating. Uh, but The Awakened Soul is not we're we're not gonna go away we're gonna get back on a weekly schedule now from here on out um back to our normal normalcy um so that's not gonna stop there's gonna be some greatness coming um so yeah really really looking forward to that focused on that um uh, but enough of that that's part of what's in my dark and twisted crazy ass mind now last week I, I took time off and it sucks that i took that time off after the uh the rush on the capitol happened because i really did want to talk about it and that was one of the things that almost brought me back to the mic but i kind of forced myself to not uh because you know there's always something that i want to talk about there's always content that's why like i'm, I'm able to do the awakened soul at the level that i do because there's for me coming up with content or having something to talk about has never been hard especially for this podcast so when things like that happen i definitely want to jump right into it and come back to and bring it to you guys on the mic and it probably would have got major download numbers but because i could have talked about it uh quickly i know there was a, a hot topic going around but you know it is what it is you can't always chase that um but for me, like, here's the thing. And, you know, a lot of this has been said at this point now, but I want to put my voice behind it. The thing that happened in the Capitol is a slap in the face for a couple of different reasons. 
Um, for one major one for me, it's because for anyone who says or wants to deny that if those were the Black Lives Matter movement rushing like that, that it wouldn't have turned violent quicker. You're just blind to the simple fact of of the reality of what goes on in this country. When you have a situation in which there are police officers who are basically shooing in and helping people come in in situations like this um, for those Trumpers who did that, it's just fucking asinine. Like, it's ridiculous. And that is a perfect example of how systemic racism does exist in this country. And for people who don't believe it and don't and don't think that it's a real thing or think that is exaggerated that rush on the capitol was a perfect example you have these idiots taking pictures with basically looting and robbing the place and you know um i hope that they're prosecuted to the the fullest extent of the law but it's just a it's 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 a slap it's stupidity this is one of the most stupid things that i've ever seen in my 34 years on this planet is to see something like that happen all because an election didn't go the way that they that they wanted it to go and you know, you hear people uh, during the election keep talking about disenfranchised voters and talking about that being from the Trump side or whatever. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Um, and you have people who th- basically threw a group temp- temper tantrum because they didn't get what they wanted. And you have the idiot who's supposed to be the leader of the best country in the world, well, who is technically in that leadership position, um, who had a chance. Now, again, everything can't be blamed on him. Because those were adults who made their own decisions to do it. But at the same time, he had the chance to try to calm it down initially, and he didn't. And for people who were like, what is he supposed to do? The fact that there were Republicans that before that broke down were going to fight. And then after that happened, basically said, no, we got to listen. We just got to get this over with and enough enough of the fucking games with the election. Certify the fucking votes. Um, That should tell you enough. Like, And I get it. And the thing that I've always said is that a lot of. Trump supporters aren't Republicans. They aren't just flat out Republicans. They're Trump supporters. It's their own set. And so now we get the second impeachment of Donald Trump, uh, which is a record and that you just it's going to be a black eye. And, you know, you have people who are saying, like, this is one of the greatest political movements of our country. And look how it's ending. My thing is that if it's ending this way, it should let you know that it wasn't one of the greatest um, wasn't the greatest political movements ever. It was a fucking farce. It was stupidity. And it was. You know, it was it was orchestrated by people who saw what Trump and how Trump could, you know, his base and how he could light fires on the people or whatever. And they manufactured that into what it is today. And when you see things like happen, it this is the rest of the world passing you motherfuckers up. That's ultimately what it is. It's motherfuckers passing um, the Trump supporters up. And that and that, that's what it is. Ultimately, like when all this comes down What's happening is that those people who are major blind Trump supporters and who are, you know, use their support of him to be fucking radicals and everything else. The world is telling you guys they're tired of the shit. Now, where does this all fall out? Um, you know, it's it's calmed down a lot, of course, since then. That's what time does for anything. Um, but at the same time with that. Uh, you know, the reaction and how the Republican Party now re- is going to handle um, a life without moving on from Trump as a party. They kind of have to. Um, it's going to be interesting to to see how, how that goes, how that goes with with certain votes that they go in the House and the Senate and things like that. And just how the Republicans handle themselves over the next four years as they gear up to 
rebrand and uh and and see how, what they're going to do after these next four years up or leading up to the to into the next election and see what they do there's a very high probability and chance that biden may not be reelected. there's a, i mean he's already the oldest sitting president so we'll see um so you know those are the, some of the things that the republicans may be thinking about going forward and those are going to be things that we have to watch and see um and the democrats as well like how they're going to prepare for uh, over the next four years, what they're going to do. Um, Kamala Harris is probably in the, in the best position of anyone in that party to be vice president right now. And we'll see what happens. Like I said, with Biden heading into the next election. Um, and we'll just see there's, there's the political thing while hopefully it calms down. It's not going to be immediate. It's not going to be something that all of a sudden when Biden takes over office on the 20th, that all of a sudden all the Trump supporters calm down and get quiet and Republicans go back to business as usual. It's not going to be that. It's going to be something that we have to see how it evolves, changes and course corrects over a nice period of time, because this is not necessarily going anywhere anytime soon in a major way. And so that's that's where my mind kind of is with it. Um, we know that Biden has announced a covid I forgot the name of it, so forgive me, but basically a package in which, uh, you know, there's been talk of minimum wage federally being risen to $15 an hour, uh, which would be a huge jump, almost double what it is now. The federal minimum wage, not state. There have been states that have passed higher minimum wages as well. And that's kind of what Biden is hoping that there's going to be shown and proven countrywide is that there are going to be more people who are ready for this. And that is going to pass and what that means for Americans going forward. Also, you know, another stimulus check this time of the fourteen hundred dollars that they were trying to get proved before. Um and other things like that that are coming into and they're going to be uh, big talking points as Biden comes into office and we see his first couple of months. So it remains to be seen. We'll see. Um, ultimately, you know, I think if we look at what is going to happen, a lot of what Biden first year, maybe two fuck maybe longer than that is undoing some of the stuff trump did repairing some of the relationships that trump did and just repairing the brand so to say that is the country of the united states the greatest country that's supposed to be supposedly the greatest country in the world that's what the focus is going to be and you know we've talked a lot about you know trump spent a lot of his time trying to undo stuff that that obama did now biden not necessarily is going to try to reset it back to what obama did but he has to undo and change some of the views of this country and leadership and everything else and hopefully and he said it to bind people together uh not just republicans not just democrats but an american people and that's a huge task even without what the last four years uh did to this country and have uh split us even more so it's going to remain to be seen just how he's going to go about it uh what's what's there to be done it's going to be it's, it's some fucking work to not to just be honest with it. It's some serious work that's going to have to be done, period. Um, and, you know, we'll see if he's up to the task. We'll see the people that he that he empowers and puts in place to try to help execute some of these ideas and things. Um, and that's really it. Um, as far as outside of that, uh, what else is on my mind this this week? Uh, it's Martin Luther King Day. Um, and, you know, it's it's I think last year is when I pulled a speech of his and I turned it into part of the intro music. I'm not going to do something like that this year. I don't want to turn it into like um, uh, just something I do every year. But we all we you I, I, I would say this. Um, I know it's the I have a dream speech. But if you don't know, go and listen to look up some of Martin Luther King's other speeches. Right. 
not just the I have a dream speech, because, you know, that's the typical one. We know what that means and what has been used to represent. But I honestly would say that the Martin Luther King's I have a dream speech is probably not my favorite of Martin Luther King's. Um, Honestly, I think the I have a dream, uh, the our God is marching on speech, uh, the one in Selma, um, the other America speech also uh, that happened at Stanford University. Those are some of my favorite Martin Luther King speeches that aren't the I have have a dream speech. Um, So, you know, just look into those, educate yourself on some of those. If you don't, maybe I'll probably, I'll probably end the podcast with part of a Martin Luther King speech just because we just should end it. He's such a powerful speaker, uh, so intentional with his words. And, you know, we know a lot that weren't taught in the history books of us growing up, but like he was not a perfect person. And I think that's important to to notate as well is that while Martin Luther King is this beacon of like hope for so many people, black and non-black um, of somebody who wanted to see unity is that he wasn't a perfect person in that. And that should let us all know is that you don't have to be perfect to affect change and positive change. You don't have to be perfect to call out shit. A lot of times now, especially in cancel culture, what you'll hear is that people want to try to paint you in a box to say that you're not perfect or if you have any holes, if you have anything that they can point to, how dare you speak out on something or how dare you have a platform or how dare you, you know, you try to call something else out. That's not true you can be someone who wants positive change who affects positive change and not nearly be perfect you don't have to be perfect for that and martin luther king was a great example of that he was not a perfect man but he had a dream he had a purpose uh he had a a calling and that was to draw people together and to bring about unity and to call out bullshit and i think in a time like this it's important to notate that part of him as well so that's what i wanted to say that's what's on my mind uh this week we're gonna go ahead we're gonna take a break and hear a commercial for another podcast we're gonna come out the other side of that we're gonna jump into uh the main discussion topic this week which i think is gonna be a really good one like i said it picks up on some of the tones it's not a sequel to the last episode but this one is gonna be about purposeful growth i'll see you guys right after this Being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I have my own company, but I'm a mom first. A young mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. Developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we can be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up ten. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our, our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Young came into resistance. So we're back in the main discussion topic this week. And this week's topic is about purposeful growth, right? And those are things that are just kind of easy to define, but I think that's where we need to start start with, right? Is what is purpose, right? Purpose is uh, the reason for which something is done or created or that's, that something exists. 
What is purpose? You know what purpose means. Purpose is moving with intention, right? So if we're talking about purposeful growth, simply this. It's a goal that's larger than oneself that matches the skills and interests with the needs of the world, that matches their skills and interests with the needs of the world. So when you when we talk about like coming out of 2020, going into 2021, we all want to grow, right? Well, we want to grow purposefully. We want to feel like we're moving in a direct direction that is not only becoming of us, but that is that is becoming of a of a, of a greater purpose of us, right? Or uh, for us, something that we may not even see um, within ourselves to see us accomplishing. And I don't always like to link stuff on this podcast back to me necessarily, but for t- for example, purposeful growth. My growth and what I'm doing with the Awakened Soul has always been to touch people. If you look at the way that it that the Awakened Soul has evolved, I've evolved as a host. I went from somebody who literally in every segment. So the first just the period behind the the first months of the Awakened Soul existing, I still had the different segments like I do now. They were different segments, but I had a different guest for each segment. I didn't feel comfortable holding down any segment alone by myself, so I had a different guest for each one. As the as the podcast continued, as it growed, uh, as we had growth, I I I started having less and less, uh, or I would I I eventually got it to a point to where, and I don't remember exactly when this happened, but it went from having a guest every single segment to then having a segment I did by myself, a segment that somebody else did by themselves uh, when we had the unpopular opinion. Um, and then we had the, and that of changes to the cookie chronicles. And then I had a guest in the last segment, rock that out for a while. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll bring in a guest if, if, if needed, just for the topic in one of the different segments. And then eventually that has now grown us to the point of this podcast, basically from start to finish. A lot of times now is me solo. And that was me flexing that, uh, working that muscle and building that resilience up to a point to where I felt like I could handle a whole episode by myself. On top of that, the Awakened Soul was very, not scripted, but it was, I had notes and bullet points for every single thing that I did. Whereas now, like I've reached the point now where I come up with a concept to come up with a topic. I'll think about it over the course of the week between the episodes. And then I record it. I don't really always have notes unless it's a guest and I have things that I want to specifically bring up to him, bring up to them or uh, notes that I give to the guests to know kind of where my mind is and where we're going so they can prepare for each topic. But that had to be intentional and purposeful growth for me to get to this point of now being able to flip on the camera and the microphone and the recording and just let it go. And, you know, that's something now I can do live streams. I've done live streams. People, when I was uh, doing the live stream every Sunday on the Awakened Soul uh, Instagram page, I did that and that was completely unscripted. That was completely, I came up with what I wanted to talk about, just one single topic, and I just let it go between me and the guests, and I just let it go uh, from their point on. And so that's stuff that I've built. That was a growth that I had that was intentional. And I think, at least that I hope, is that with to get to the, the, the purposeful growth part of that, is that the goal of this podcast has always been to touch and help other people think, grow their mindsets and whatever else. So I had to, I had to grow for me to be able to get to that purpose. If that purpose is is truly what I'm here for and what I want to execute with this podcast, I had to get to that point. So spend a lot of time talking about me. Let's not make it just about me. Um, but growth is process. Growth is forward movement, forward movement. And a lot of times we allow ourselves to get stuck in thinking. We allow ourselves to get stuck in routine and we don't, we're moving but and we feel and it feels sometimes like we're, we're we're growing because we're moving, we're handling things, we're going a mile a minute. But 
we're moving in a circle or we're moving in a way that is not real growth. It's just stagnation. And it, it can become that. And you and I think that and, you know, I speak for myself. I speak for others when I say that is that that's that's just life. Don't make yourself feel bad because of especially after the year that we had, a lot of us could do nothing but but operate and move within the same amount of space in the same amount of time um well not amount of time but but just kind of stay stagnant for a while because we didn't have a lot of opportunities a lot of people were out of work a lot of jobs went away um a lot of people couldn't travel so people got sick people had loved ones that could have got sick that they had a protector or that did get sick and they had to sit there and stay with so coming into this year and i know the pandemic isn't over there's a chance it may not be over for the majority of this year too but the things are opening back up chances and opportunities are opening back up live streaming is a huge one uh to to get out there connect and reach people not just for podcasting not just for youtubing but for anything hell we did a a paint night and the the painter was conducted it over skype but they were still able to do their business even though people couldn't uh conjugate and get in groups and they were able to do that by using technology and still and start their business and do their business and execute it. So we have to move forward and get out of this of this mindset of, you know, moving to move and and challenge ourselves to make sure that we're moving forward in a way that sometimes feels uncomfortable. Um, so you ask like yourself, why? Right. Why must I grow purposefully? Um, why must I grow uh, and, and not be able to stand still or just stay stagnant or whatever else. Why is it a, ne a necessity that I that I grow purposefully? And the thing is, is that um, standing still and in one spot in any circumstances can be fatal. Staying still can be fa fatal. We can't expect to reach a better future, a better lives for ourselves, get opportunities uh, to make better lives for our children. If we stay stagnant this whole time or stay, you know, in, in this in static and in this one position um, in life. And, you know, I get it. Sometimes it's difficult because, again, comfortability breeds stagnation sometimes. And we get caught up in being comfortable. We get caught up in in we're able to pay our bills. We're able to do this. We, we every every Monday night I'm sitting in front of the same spot watching TV and that's happiness. And don't get me wrong. Some routine is necessary. Right. But you have to break out of that and to stay still forever, to stay stagnant. You're not evolving. And that's what it goes down to, too, to grow and evolve. We must do so with intent and purpose. You can't evolve. You can't grow if you're not moving in a way that's intentional in what you're doing, whether it's being whether it's being healthier, whether it's being more intelligent in how you move, whether it's demanding and sticking to commitments or challenging yourself to whatever else you have to grow. Getting to a new way and creating a new way for yourself and your loved ones around you are only it requires growth. And that requires being purposeful about how you do that growth. What can I do? to to grow purposefully how do i invest in my own personal and purposeful growth what can you do for that the most the biggest asset that we have in in just being human right is is time that is like money comes and goes friendships sometimes come and go time time is the one thing that we have no control over unless you're a mutant um you know and and, and you have unlocked the powers of time travel let me know if you've done that. I need to holler at you because there's some things I need to go and correct. But with that being said, we all have the same 24 hours every day. Time is the universal aspect that we all have. Now, we all don't have the same amount of time on this earth. We all don't know when our time's ending. But every day, if we take it a day at a time, we all have that same 24 hours. How you feel that 24 hours is up to you. 
And again, I don't want to shame anyone because hell, I play video games. I got the PS5 now. I'm back. I wasn't playing video games for long, so there's time where I spend doing that. Um, there's times where we leisure time is necessary as well, right? But some of that time that you take and invest, if even if you can just cut out. 30 minutes, an hour, whatever else over the course of a day to really try to change that um, and, and and do something that's going to add to your growth and add to you be, becoming a better person in whatever facet that you want. Uh, think of something that you want to obtain that you think that you always have, haven't had the time to do and figure out how to add some time for that. Like I said, if it's five minutes a day, if it's 10 minutes a day, it's a start. And you'll start seeing how your brain will automatically stop thinking about, oh, I don't have enough time to thinking, oh, no, I have 10 minutes for that a day. And then eventually it'll go from 10 minutes to uh, 20 minutes to 30 minutes to eventually an hour and then it starts becoming your passion and then once it's once it's your passion and you're passionate about creating and cutting out that time for those th for those things like you just be amazed where investing time in your growth purposely still investing that how that will help you secondly money this is the thing we all don't want to talk about how can you invest in your growth uh professionally and sometimes whether that's investment classes so you can gain your worth so then you can have more flexible income to do other things, whether it's taking money that maybe that you spent in other places and finding a way to cut that and apply that to something that is going to help you grow, whether it's a class for so many, so many people. I'm I'm one of them. I wanted to go to film school. I wanted to go to uh, broadcast school as well. And I didn't because I thought I didn't have the money. Right. And there's 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 ways that you can invest some of it. I, I, I would say this. If it's for your growth, right, if it's something that you're truly passionate about and that you think can help you, your family or whatever, the financial aspect of it is 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 ultimately going to be worth it. If you've sit there and done the thing and, and you stick it out and you're going to actually get gain that degree or whatever else it is, sometimes it's really, really important. And even, you know, for for my extreme budgeters, right, for my extreme people who, who are saving because they know eventually they have to retire and all that's great. Like, and again, I've worked in finance the majority of my adult life. So I get it. I'm an extreme saver as well myself. But sometimes you have to, you're mortgaging your present for your future. And I know a lot of people say that the opposite way around, but you got to think about it this way. If you get to that, well, when you get to that retirement age and you've saved all that money and you haven't taken really many, any risk at all or done stuff out of the box because you've just done things day to day, you've lived in that linear movement period when you retire some people who retire even though they have comfort they, they sit there and think you know what i really just wish i would have took that painting class i wish i would have learned this skill and so as we're younger we, we we sometimes think about the future some of us don't think about the future at all and there's a balance that needs to be struck between that but money sometimes you need you need to invest give yourself the freedom and the permission to spend some of that money to change, to change, and I'm not saying don't make your bills or not pay your rent. I'm never saying anything like that. But make a little adjustments on how you spend your money, how maybe you save your money so that you can grow. That's just one thing. And next thing that we're talking about, attention, right? And this is last but not least at all is attention. Where you put your attention is important in your growth because the the factors and the things that you bring around you and 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 stuff like that are very important parts of that life so when you sit there and you give people or you give so much other things your attention that may be needed maybe whatever um but you got to invest your attention in something that is going to 
help you grow and be purposeful about it. Sometimes the attention is make creating a new role for yourself. Um, sometimes it's con- controlling inputs that you allow into your life. Um, where you put your attention, like for me, for example, Twitter and social media has, as I've become podcasting and trying to get the name out there and market and everything has become a bigger part of where my attention goes and where it ever was. I've said this before in the podcast. I was on Twitter. I've been now on Twitter for 11 years. 99% of my tweets in those 11 years have come in the last three years since I started the podcast. So my attention, that just lets you know, my attention has shifted, so much of my attention have shift, have sh- has shifted there, and it shifted there because I'm trying to grow and learn marketing and interact with people and other creatives and everything else. So a lot of my attention has shifted there, um, but I had to give myself the permission to do that, right? Because if I would have kept the same mindset of, I don't want to just be on social media, like I can I can be out mowing the lard, I could be out the awakened soul where it still would have had a lot of great content, it may not be out there to people if I didn't give myself the time time and the and the the leeway to put my attention into that somewhat um now again there is a balance and sometimes i i have to realize that maybe that balance for me is going too far into that and then i have to refocus again and put my attention into other things which like me learning cinematography me learning film me learning uh photography all that was me applying some of that attention that went into other places now into that which now has become a side business for me and a money maker for me i gave myself the permission to put my attention into the ability to learn those skills and into the methods that i wanted to learn those skills and now look at where i am with it so that's a big part of it you have to put the put your attention in things that are going to help you grow um and that's that's where i stand with it um i think Growth, we already said growth is uncomfortable. We've said that on other episodes. That's why they're called growing pains. Um, there's ask any teenager when they're going through growth spurts, that shit is not comfortable at all. Their bones hurt, uh, back hurts, everything. Um, and we have to be intentional about the way that we grow, especially as adults, because as adults, we can get so caught up in paying the bills, going to work, paying our mortgage, um, putting time into our kids, which is which are all necessary things that we forget about our own growth. We can't and we shouldn't stop our growth just because of other things going on in our life. We should always be growing as people. At least that's my opinion on it. And that's the methodology and the mindset that I put into my life now is that everything, every step of the way, I want to continue to grow, continue to just get better at everything that I do. Um, and I want that for the people around me. I want that for the people who are close to me and that I love is that we all need to grow. We've had such a difficult year um, and a year in which I, a lot of people and, uh, you know, me I, for a big part of the year. And I did that episode talking about how depressed I was at the start of the pandemic. I wasn't growing, um, but I used that time to grow. And the creative came about and became such a beautiful thing um, because uh, I was intentional and put time behind that growth. So that's it. That's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. A uh, fairly short episode of The Awakened Soul this week. A good listen. Let me know what you guys think about it. I also want to hear from you guys. What's one thing you're going to do so that you make sure that you are purposely growing in some way in 2021? What is something that you want to grow in? How are you going to go about that growth? What's on your mind? Let me know. You know where to send that feedback. Uh, you can hit me up at CEO Hayes. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail to talk about that growth, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast in the world. I love each and every one of you guys. I'm out. Peace.
Now, there are several things that uh, one could talk about before such a large, uh, concerned, and enlightened audience. There are so many problems facing our nation and our world that one could just take off anywhere. But today I would like to talk mainly about the race problem since I'll have to rush right out and go to New York to talk about Vietnam tomorrow and I've been talking about it a great deal uh, this week and weeks before that. But I'd like to use as a subject from which to speak this afternoon the other America. And I use this subject because there are literally two Americas. One America is beautiful for situation. And in a sense, this America is overflowing with the milk of prosperity and the honey of opportunity. This America is the habitat of millions of people who have food and material necessities for their bodies, and culture and education for their minds, and freedom and human dignity for their spirits. In this America, millions of people experience every day the opportunity of having life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in all of their dimensions. And in this America, millions of young people grow up in the sunlight of opportunity. But tragically and unfortunately, there is another America this other America has a daily ugliness about it that constantly transforms the buoyancy of hope into the fatigue of despair. In this America, millions of work-starved men walk the streets daily in search for jobs that do not exist. In this America, millions of people find themselves living in rat-infested, vermin-filled slums. In this America, people are poor by the millions, and they find themselves perishing on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. In a sense, the greatest tragedy of this other America is what it does to little children. Little children in this other America are forced to grow up with clouds of inferiority forming every day in their little mental skies. And as we look at this other America, we see it as an arena of blasted hopes and shattered dreams. 
Many people of various backgrounds live in this other America, uh, America. Some are Mexican Americans, some are Puerto Ricans, some are Indians, uh, some uh, happen to be from other groups. Millions of them are Appalachian whites. Probably the largest group in this other America in proportion to its size in the population is the American Negro. The American Negro finds himself living in a triple ghetto, a ghetto of race, a ghetto of poverty, a ghetto is to deal with this problem, to deal with this problem of the two Americas. We are seeking to make America one nation, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Now let me say that the struggle for civil rights or the struggle to make these two Americas one America is much more difficult today than it was five or ten years ago. For about a decade or maybe twelve years, we struggled all across the South in glorious struggles to get rid of legal, overt segregation and all of the humiliation that surrounded that system of segregation. In a sense, this was a struggle for decency. We could not go to a lunch counter in so many instances and get a hamburger or a cup of coffee. We could not make use of public accommodations Public transportation was segregated, and often we had to sit in the back and within transportation, uh, transportation within cities, we often had to stand over empty seats because sections were reserved for whites only. We did not have the right to vote in so many areas of the South, and the struggle was to deal with these problems. Now certainly they were difficult problems, they were humiliating conditions. By the thousands we protested these conditions. We made it clear that it was ultimately more honorable to accept jail cell experiences than to accept segregation and humiliation.